You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Becoming TV. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Lara Lee. Lara, welcome to Becoming TV. Thank you, Emily. I'm so glad to be here. I have my, so my tea. I didn't bring my coffee today, but... That is okay. I mean, do you like coffee or do you always go for tea? Girl, I love coffee. So it's that time of day where I want to drink a cup of coffee, but I'm like, it's 5 p.m. I need to, I need to stick with hot tea, but... I love this pumpkin spice rooibos tea from, life, but from Trader Joe's. It's oh, really cool. that sounds amazing. I need to try that. I love pumpkin spice. Oh, what's your coffee order? I like an Americano. Okay. But then I also really like an almond milk latte. So kind of depending on if I want more of a treat or if I just mm. like want the espresso, you know. We are soul sisters already. I love your tea and coffee picks. Um, You know, I would love for you to take a few moments for warrior friends who are new to you. They might not know who you are. Like, who is Laura Lay? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Laura Lee. Um, A little bit about me. I was born and raised in Arkansas. So I'm from down south. I grew up in a family of three girls. I'm really close to my family. They are precious to me. I have lots of first cousins that I'm close to. And uh, yeah, I I went to Oklahoma City University. So I graduated from North Little Rock High School. And then I went to college to pursue music and studied musical theater. Uh, And I fell in love with the performing arts and musical theater in high school because my high school had an incredible drama department and I went and studied it in college uh, with the hopes that one day I would get to move to New York City and pursue a career in theater and the arts. And I got to do just that. So I graduated and I moved to New York right out of college. I got an agent, which was such a gift from the Lord and they just started advocating for my career in fall of 2019. And it wasn't seven months uh, when I moved to the city that I found myself in an audition room uh, with Tina Fey and the creative team of Mean Girls on Broadway. And it wasn't a, le- a week later before I got to make my Broadway, well, I didn't make my Broadway debut a week later, but I signed a contract that would be, um, starring as Karen Smith in the Broadway production of Mean Girls. Uh, 
So it was crazy. It was a whirlwind of a time. And three weeks after, three or four, it wasn't much longer after the audition. I made my Broadway debut. And I actually, Emily, I got on stage the week of COVID. So it was... Wow. Um, Tuesday of that week, I made my debut that night, but I had two shows Wednesday as Karen in the production. Uh, and then it shut down, Broadway shut down on that Thursday. So, wow. yeah, it was wild. I moved back home for a year that Sunday and just kind of saw everything, you know, swept up from underneath me as a lot of us did. And I spent a year at home on my family's farm on 250 acres of land, which was oh. totally different than living in Manhattan. And that was really hard. It was a really tough year uh, for, I want to keep saying this for all of us, because we've all just been through something really specific and hard and it's a tender place. Um, and it came with so much blessing as well. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I saw my dream job just kind of fly out the window and kind of tasted it just for a moment. Uh, but that's kind of been my theater career wise. And then Jesus has completely captivated my whole life, um, Emily. And that's, you know, I love that you're becoming story. Like, I just love that title. Just thinking about that before um, coming to talk to you, because I think with a testimony, you can feel, and I've always felt this way, that you have to kind of um, arrive at something and you're like telling this like uh, wrapped up, pretty packaged story. And that's just not our stories because we're always becoming, you know, who God made us to be. We're always stepping into more and more of the image of Jesus uh, throughout our lives. So a little bit about like my own testimony, my own becoming journey with uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, he, he, he found me. I found him. I don't, you know, however it goes when I was very little, I, I grew up in a family, um, of followers of Jesus. So was discipled from a young age and everybody around me loved the Lord. And it was just natural that I wanted to know God. I wanted to study his word. I craved it. Um, I remember having faith from a young age and all glory to God, because I didn't put that in there. He put that in my heart and came to saving faith. It was in high school when um, I really started meeting that like who am I? Like, what is this about? Struggled with friendships a whole lot and um, kind of started hiding behind a desire to um, meet other people's expectations. And that became pretty cri crippling mm -hmm. as the years went by. Um, and I kind of carried that into college, this just fear of not being enough, not doing enough, not getting things right enough. I'm an Enneagram one and Ooh. I can just really I love that I can just be kind of black and white you get it and oh yeah um the I have my verse of the week that I'm memorizing it's like for from him his fullness we have all received grace upon grace for the law was given through Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ and just constantly having to remember that it's not me getting it right that mm. achieves my perfection, that it's the righteousness of Christ because of what Christ did for me on the cross. And so, yeah, just that perfectionism throughout um, high school and into college. And I didn't have community uh, the first couple of years in college. And that perfectionism, the enemy just kind of like used in my isolation to just like 
really, um, I lost who I was and I struggled with anxiety and kind of got caught up in body image and eating disordered things and just got to a point of like, this is not living and ended up applying for Canacuck, this summer camp that I grew up going to. And I worked there that summer after my junior year or sophomore year in college. And it was kind of like, you know, the camp pie of you just experienced heaven on earth Mm -hmm. and you realize like, oh, like it's not just Canacuck that has this. It's just because it's the people of God being the church and living together in community. So I really understood that summer, like what it, um, what it meant to make disciples. And I refound my purpose. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't have to put my identity in music. I don't have to put my identity in the way I look. I don't have to put my identity in how good or bad of a Christian I am. It's my identity is in Christ and in who he is. And therefore I have a mission and a purpose here on earth and it's to go and make more disciples. So I went back to school that fall and I was just like, yes, I'll do all this work to the glory of God, but I have work to do in other, you know, in other ways. Um, and just, I, I say this motto a lot because it kind of defines a lot of my story, but it's like, if you don't have community, make community. Mm. Uh, I just started asking people, like everybody's hungry for relationships. Everybody's hungry for Jesus. And just started asking girls in my program who I didn't know if they were believers or not. I was like, do you want to study the Bible and do a Bible study together? Do you want to go to church with me? And cause I was tired of doing it alone. I just was really lonely and just saw so many girls, um, cling on and be like, yes, I want to do that. And we started meeting early in the mornings on, um, Friday mornings at 7am. It was called coffee and Christ. And we would just drink coffee and like watch Kristen Kane sermons and Jenny Allen sermons and um, talk about it and read our Bibles and be girls together who love Jesus. Um, and it was then that I was like, you know, I feel called to the performing arts. I really do, but I could do this the rest of my life, just like gathering women together around God's word. And so a lot of my story has been kind of like seeing both of those things um, exist alongside each other that you can be who God called you to be and go into the performing arts or fashion. I have friends of fashion here, finance or, um, you know, whatever it advertising, just like the marketplace, that there is a place for believers to go into all these places and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, um, yeah, it was in later in college that God really spoke this verse, um, Isaiah 60, where it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness covers the, shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Mm-hmm. And I just have clung to that verse, really kind of as a mission statement over the past few years of God just like this vision of like God putting his beauty on his people and us like getting to shine his light. Like he says, you're the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Go. Mm. Uh, So carrying that with me here to New York and then God giving me this stage to, you know, be a part of the Broadway community. And, um, it, it became an opportunity and it still is like, I, I, it's a privilege to get to be here in New York. I love New York. I have, always kind of had a heart for it and saw myself coming here and there's 
it takes a specific like drive and grit to exist here. And I have so much respect for everybody who exists in this, in this industry as an artist and like just survives <laughs> living in New York city because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm thankful that, you know, I get to be here and just get to carry the light of Jesus Christ, um, into the industry that I work in, but just into going to the grocery store and walking on the street, like that's where the real stuff happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I started a podcast. That's kind of my story, but I started a podcast during quarantine called living in the light and it kind of goes along with Isaiah 60, but I just started inviting artists and creatives onto my podcast. And it's very much like this testimony based. He says that he'll be defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Um, so we have to speak our stories and I just invited Broadway performers, TV, film, um, actors and producers and writers and all different kinds of creatives and had them share their stories of how Jesus has brought them from the dark and into his glorious and powerful light. And, um, it was honestly an encouragement for me in that season because I, I went through a, a really hard season of pruning and it was very dark at times and very hard. Um, but it kept my faith alive just to hear people's stories. And I'm sure you feel that. It's like when you hear people's stories, you leave these Zoom calls like, yes, like God is good. Like he's moving in people's lives. It's so encouraging. And I know it's encouraging for others that are listening. So it's like, it's why I feel excited about helping others share their stories, but then sharing mine as well. Um, and then ended up, it was so crazy, Emily. I just missed community. Like that's part of my testimony, but um, I missed it in quarantine. And I, I had a lot of, you know, people I was doing life with here in New York, but then when I was quarantined on a farm with like just my mom and her brothers and sisters and didn't have people my age, I decided to put a Zoom link out on my Instagram and was like, if you're a woman and you want to, you know, study the Bible, I'm doing a Bible study on Saturday morning, like join us. I thought maybe like a few people and over 150 women showed up on the first week to study the Bible. And I was like, wow. Like women everywhere there. We had a girl in Uganda that got up in the middle of the night to be on the Bible study and um, just girls from all over the world. And a lot of them really connected because of their shared love for music and theater and Jesus, but just how that even like brought our stories together. So um, it started as that. And then we just kept doing it, Emily, like a week after week, the relationships were going, growing. I invited friends of mine to like lead small groups. We just, we did so many Bible studies and it was at the end of the year where I didn't really have a name for it. Like it was college girls for Christ, but then there were women that weren't in college. So I was like, okay, it's Marley's Bible study community. Like it really just organically happened. Like I didn't yeah. sit down one day and say like I want to start a ministry it just God was breathing and we were going and doing what you know disciples do and um it was in the beginning of this year where I just kept going back to that Isaiah 60 and um was praying through a name for it and felt like God just really gave me rise collective this collective of women who um are rising up and you know shining for the glory of God. Love that. So it's an online community. Now we have like a space where they connect. Um, there's a, a huge community of women here in New York that we do Bible study weekly together. I'm right now it's, it just became a 501 C three. So like actively yeah. seeking partners to just like champion, champion what God's doing. And, um, 
pretty soon we we're working on a like a discipleship living collective. So it'll be a house in New York city for 12 women to live in and um, to go through a discipleship program once like from September to September each year. Wow. So it's really for that, like that woman in her early twenties who is graduating and wants to move to New York and has a heart for this place, but also cares about their personal spiritual formation and um, wants to be rooted in the truth of God's word and, uh, rise as a disciple of Jesus here. So God's moving and I'm just along for the ride. Honestly, I don't half of the time know what I'm doing. I'm just, um, excited to participate. Oh my goodness. I have literally not been able to stop smiling, listening to your story. I know, but you're so encouraged to talk to you're like, yes, <laughs> it's just like, I literally, you, how you're trusting God with every step of your becoming journey. And you're taking those steps. Like girl, that is pure joy to my heart. And I mean, I have a couple other questions that are just springing up as you were talking first. If somebody was listening and they were like, I want to connect to this community. Um, where can they connect online? Yeah, so you can go to to join the Rise Collective Women online community. You can go to community.risecollectivewomen.com and you'll Perfect. see everything. It's, yeah, it's a monthly membership. It's a really small fee, but it's because you get a free Right Now Media membership and it gets you access to all of these online Bible study resources. So it's totally worth it. And the women are amazing. They're all over the world. So you get to meet them. Um, And then you can find the podcast at living in the light on Apple podcasts and Spotify and everything. I'll include the links here for you guys too. So you can easily connect. Um, but I wanted to make sure we covered that. And I also wanted to ask, you know, earlier you mentioned in your story, you had a taste of your dream job, right? Like you went to college, you were dreaming of being on Broadway in New York city and you got to open for your show. And then everything changes and you move back home. Walk me through a little bit of what does becoming look like when you feel like you've tasted your dream, but then everything changes and it doesn't quite unpack how you thought you dreamed it would. How can somebody walk through that season? How can I just like, I don't really know how anybody can walk through that season without just like, (laughs) Yes. Like that was really like, if I could describe like what the last season of my life looked like, it was just like bathing in God's word. And it was so much. So like, it was my sustenance. Like there was nothing else that satisfied. There was nothing else that like could comfort me the way like God could through his words and did through his words. It was, yeah. I mean, I just, I know that there are people listening that are going through a season where they just like, don't want to talk to God. And they just, the idea of like devotional time is just like really hard because you're emotionally just like spent. But I promise, even if it's like taking one verse and just sitting there and asking God to meet you, Hmm. he will, like he is, he, he won't, he said he won't leave or forsake us and he meant it. And he like follows through on it like time and time again. Even when I think that, you know, he feels far, he's so near, he's so close. Like he is home. He even says that I've been thinking about that recently. Like Mm -hmm. I am home in him. So like anywhere I go, anything that happens to me, any circumstances that is, that are beyond like my control, like I'm literally at home because I'm in Christ. Um, So 
Yeah. Just like reading, reading God's word and then community. Like it was people that I was connected to that were encouraging me and lifting me up and um, just reminding me of truth, like people's stories, like reminding me of like why we have faith, what it means to have faith. A lot of times those stories of faith reminded me of stories of faith from like generations and generations and generations. Like we, this, this reminds us, like we come from like ancestry of like believers who by faith didn't know what they were doing or where they were going. And yet God got them there, you know? Yeah. So that's my encouragement. I love that. And I'm going to challenge all of you watching. If you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't know where to start in the Bible or I don't know where to find community, like literally through Laura Lee's story, she shared one, you can join her community. And two, you have resources within your community with right now media. And there's so many things people can tap into. So if you don't know where to start, make sure you click yeah. the links in the show notes and connect yeah. with Laura Lee. And I love that. And I think also like something that comes to mind about that season in specific, in specific, like it's been something I've been thinking about more recently of what does, what is the function of our community when we now have local churches that are meeting? Because it was such an interesting time. Our churches weren't really meeting. I was connected to my church online, but we need people. And so it was kind of, it wasn't a replacement for people in person because you just can't replace that. But God continued to like support the body of Christ in that way through these virtual communities. So I don't know, it is some kind of in tandem of like the Lord uses these spaces. Like he uses your videos on YouTube. He uses social media, like existing there and being there and shining his light there. Like God is moving. Um, But like if you aren't in a community locally, like there are, are so many wonderful local churches and it's hard. Like it takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to step out, invite someone to go with you Mm -hmm. and just show up on a Sunday and show up, like just choose to trust that God maybe has something for you there and wants to encourage you through that. But yes. um, Yes. No, I'm so glad that you added that too. Like you're a hundred percent right. Um, you know, another question I'd love to ask you, if you were having an oat milk latte or this awesome pumpkin spice tea, right. And you're having it with somebody else. So I, I, y'all forgot to bring my coffee, which is a shocker for a becoming story, but, um, Laura Lee can enjoy her tea for me. So if you were having tea or coffee with someone else, another woman on her own becoming journey, what would you say specifically to encourage her? Oh, I thought you were going to just like ask me who I want to have coffee with, but I'd love that you just asked me to. I would her. love, girl, I would love to know if you so have. Do I need to say like who it is and how I'm encouraging them or just how I'm encouraging them? Just how you're encouraging them. Okay. Be any woman in the world. How I'm encouraging them. Well, I wish I knew her gifts and what she was doing to change the world. Cause it's probably like a lot of beautiful things. Um, but I would hope like, I just want to look in her eyeballs and say, your life is beautiful Mm. because I think a lot of times we look around and see other people's beautiful lives and we wonder if our life is beautiful and life is just beautiful. Like altogether life is beautiful because God created life and that, and therefore it's inherently beautiful. So I would just remind her that 
of all those lies that are going through her head about how beautiful everything else is, mm. she shines. I love <laughs> that. Kind of cheesy, but. No, but it's so good. <laughs> And it's true and powerful because we all have soundtracks rolling around in our minds 24 seven. And I think you really hit a core truth there that we all have elements of our lives that we don't think are beautiful, whether it's your appearance, your relationship status, where you live, your job, whatever it is, we all have that thing. And you're right. Life is beautiful. Your life is beautiful. Your becoming story is beautiful. I love that. It is. Yes. I forget it. But I'll remind you, your life is beautiful. Oh, Thank you for sharing it with us today. Like, girl, it's been an honor to chat with you. Thanks for unpacking your journey, who you are and who you're becoming. Yeah. And just for encouraging us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Emily. It really was an honor. And I love what you're doing. Keep going. Keep showing up. You're doing it. Thanks, Warrior Friend. You too. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.